are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. I hate both of you, Ebony and Ivory motherfuckers. I tell you. Welcome on in. It's episode number 13 of Word Up or Bird Up, a baker's dozen, if you will. And make sure you're going to holdfastcoffeeco.com. Use that promo code HEELTURN20 and get 20% off your basket today. And with that, I'm going to bring in my steam co-host, Jordan Dukes. What's going on, Jordan? Yeah, you know, uh, it's the best time of the year. It's fantasy football drafting night. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think that that can be overstated for sure. So without further ado, let's just get the festivities Started off correctly, my friend. It is, in fact, the Word Up or Bird Up fantasy draft happening in live action as you're listening to it right now. Um, right now, man, I feel pretty confident about what I've been doing so far. Dukes, on the other hand, a real question mark here taking Kareem Hunt in the third round. Jordan, how do you feel about that right off the top? Um, You guys will be... Highly upset, highly upset when you realize this motherfucker is going to, one, go off this season, and number two, because I took him so early, it leaves you guys just think that I'm, like, carelessly picking away, but I all my moves are calculated and strategic, and you motherfuckers don't want none okay. of the prolapse anal cough. Jesus Christ. Hold on a second. You just said calculated in a sentence. Now, I know my man's a long time, bro. I've known you a long time, and at no point have I ever thought that you could correctly use the word calculated in a sentence, and there you just did it. So kudos to that, my man. Hollis, your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. But uh, today's episode is going to be kind of different than, than most other episodes we've had. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about this fantasy draft where we feel like we've kind of fell off a little bit and where uh, we can improve. Also, we're going to talk about the NBA because Jordan is a big NBA guy apparently this year, and he wants to talk about it, so we're going to go ahead and do that. We just got a whole slew of other topics. Isn't that right, Jordan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know what? We're just going to start talking about this fantasy draft since it's kind of in order or it's kind of going on right now. Right now, man, if you're running down my lineup right now, I took Patrick Mahomes with my first pick. You know, I'm pretty excited about that one. Patrick Mahomes might uh, – look, he won a Super Bowl last year. There's no denying what the guy can do. So, I mean, I think it's it's a good way to start uh, your team off is, is having somebody like that. And then I have Chris Carson, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Zach Ertz, and the Bills defense so far. Jordan, why don't you run down your lineup so that everybody can understand, I mean, just how great you are at this. Uh I don't even remember my number one pick, but I will go through. My quarterback is Drew Brees. My running back is Kareem Hunt. My other running back is Singletary. My <coughs> excuse me. My receiver is Diggs. Uh, the tight end I picked is Kelsey, and my bench quarterback is Cam Newton. Ooh, okay, okay. Cam Newton on the bench there. Uh, he was announced today as the New England starter, so that's kind of fun, you know. Uh, I mean that's that's a foregone conclusion. I feel like I, I feel like it's not 
it's not breaking any ground to say that, that Cam Newton was going to be the starter in New England. Um, you know, so, I mean, but after running down those fantasy lineups, I mean, I think we're both uh, off to a good start, and we'll kind of update everybody as the, uh, you know, as, as time goes on and things like that. But, Jordan, we have a lot to talk about today, buddy. Uh, back from the dead, my friend. My PlayStation is back from the dead, man, and we had a nice, uh, we had a nice funeral service for my PlayStation before. Uh, we thought it was never coming back. You know, I was very sad, very upset, but yet it makes a comeback here. I kind of want to get in depth with it, man, because I feel like, I, I feel like a part of me was taken almost, and it was taken from the world too early. But here it is, resurrected once again. What are your initial thoughts when I had told you that, man? My PlayStation is now back in commission after being out for so long. Well, my first thought is, you should have fucking listened to me. I told you, take it to one of the motherfucking stores, and they'll fix it. Mm. You mm. did not listen. She your boy. Would I lay, led you astray when it comes to this PlayStation shit? Absolutely not. My best prime shit talking is on PlayStation, and I give you hell regardless of how good we are doing. I mean, that, that's prime shit-talking hours is when you're on PlayStation. It's just it's just a given, you know. Anytime you kind of throw on the PlayStation, you're throwing the headsets, you know it's time to kind of get into it. And I got to say, man, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out a half an hour ago. And right now on Word Up or Bird Up, we are spending our time with you rather than playing the game, which is something I thought I'd never say. Tony Hawk was my favorite game growing up. It has returned. I'm very excited. Next week, I kind of want to give an in-depth review of Tony Hawk because I got to say, man, I'm probably going to 100% the shit quicker oh. than people think. Wait, 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 wait. It came out at 8 o'clock? It came out at 8 o'clock, my friend. Oh, uh, my oh. clock on my PlayStation says Whoa. it was ready uh, 15 minutes ago. So, Or it'd be 35 minutes ago. Right now, we were recording this at 8.35. But um, I'm very excited because it's like... You know, it's the best of both worlds. I don't know how much you grew up with Tony Hawk. Grown, you know, you grew up with Tony Hawk, but I was an avid player. Uh, I played the shit out of the first game. The second game fucking ruled too. Um, and now they have just come back in full force. What were your uh, kind of memories of Tony Hawk growing up? I mean, were you were you as invested in it as I was? Uh, Tony Hawk was and always will be a hell of a game. Mm -hmm. um, I was invested in the the character skater, professional skater, Kareem Campbell. Oh, my man. So, my man. I, I think I have said this in the archives now. Kareem Campbell, step up and fuck around and find out. I'm finna manual on that ass. I'm finna take you to the deep rounds of graffiti. We finna do this wild shit. Well, I mean, I can't disagree with you. The only thing that I can say is that graffiti on the game, for those who don't know, is when you do a trick on a on a ramp or something, you know, it changes a different color and things like that. It's the most infuriating game you'll ever play on that, multiplayer style. It's the most infuriating thing I've ever been involved with. I mean, ever since I was a young kid, you know, you just start thinking about, well, goddamn, son, like, why is this so infuriating? Everybody's so much better than I am. Like, why is this the way that it is? And it's just an interesting kind of, it's an interesting kind of uh, concept. Uh, I don't think uh, the thing that bums me out about Tony Hawk is in this remake is that um, 
we are not going to uh they they don't have things like um they don't have things like skate you know they don't have things like uh you know it's like a horse but obviously you're just trying to match the other person's kind of uh you're just trying to match the other person's combo and things like that they don't have that on the new game i don't know how i feel about it i'm a little you know look i'm a trick attack guy through and through uh i think that uh I don't know, man. Like, like, how do you feel about the multiplayer aspect now uh, that, that we're going to be able to play that, you know, in next generation style? Uh, do you think that that's something that will benefit a lot of Tony Hawk players uh, from the past and into the present? Um, I think we will find out who is a uh, Tony Hawk player and who was uh, a novice. We will also see friendships tested to the absolute fullest because friendships will be broken because of this feature. Mm, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I think that uh, it's it's it, it's really imperative to know that I think Tony Hawk is one of those. Uh, I I think that like Tony Hawk plays. Uh, Tony Hawk plays the two styles of people. You know, it's the people that used to play the game, like us. You know, it's the people that that grew up on the game and everything. Uh, and then it is also for those players that uh, are new to the generation, you know, haven't, didn't know Tony Hawk when it was first around, you know. And so I think it's one of those games that can kind of really bridge the gap between gamers. And that's what I think is kind of cool. Like you get the nostalgic view of it, but now you're getting, uh, you're getting more than that though. You're now you're getting, well, you know, these, these kids that might not know skating. And the thing that Tony Hawk did about skateboarding, man, is it blew it up into the stratosphere. You know, now it's uh, it was the biggest thing going. You know, it, it really shined a light on the, the X Games style, you know, of things. And so um, I think it's I think it's important uh, for games to do that. A lot of the video game industry, a lot of times, gets a lot of shit because of what's going on, and you got you got games like GTA and shit like that, and people just automatically assume every video game is like that. So I think it's, I think it's kind of nice in a sense to have a I'm game. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, someone just stole my goddamn pick, uh -oh. motherfucker. Uh oh, Rob Gronkowski selected. Motherfucker. Who was that? That was that was my man Josh Peach just took Rob Gronkowski. You fucking bastard. I don't even know who you are. Fuck you, dude. Mm, mm. You know, really just grinding it into people here, you know. <laughs> just really showing people who's boss. And uh but yeah, I mean back on the subject, you're going to hear that a lot throughout this episode. We're going to interrupt each other because this fantasy draft currently going on is something that uh I don't think can be. I don't think it can be understated. So good pickup by him, though the the Gronkowski pickup. I really feel like he's gonna have a resurgence in Tampa Bay. I really feel like that. That and look, as a Falcons fan, it, it fucking pisses me off, bro. It pisses me off that now I gotta face Tom Brady, Gronkowski. Uh, Leonard Fournette, which is the big signing from last night. Leonard fucking Fournette goes from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay. Still doesn't have to pay state income tax. Um, and then he's got Mike Evans. Look, I got to face this shit every fucking, you know, every twice a year. And I, I, I just can't handle it right now. I mean, you being a Browns fan, fuck you, man. You don't even know. Um, this is just the way it's got to be, though, bro. But uh, I don't know. How do you feel about the Gronkowski move to Tampa Bay? Do you think he makes an immediate impact? Um, I, I, I honestly, I, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. 
I think that he is going to uh, show the world that he is not like a one-trick pony in the aspect of he did everything for the Patriots, but for him to go to Tampa Bay and follow Tom Brady and kind of like open and open back up the playbook that, you know, no one is really taking Tampa Bay serious. Yeah. So for them to have all these weapons, mm-hmm. big Mike Evans to get four net, you got Tom Brady, you got Gronkowski. I mean, that lineup, just, just those four, just those four is like, were you guys trying to build a dynasty in the off season, but the Gronkowski thing, I think he's about to show the world his ass fully. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's it's going to be really interesting to kind of see the transformation that kind of goes on in something like that. You know, um, I like I said, I'm a Falcons fan. I got to see this shit twice a year. So I think Tampa Bay's got to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm really speaking out of turn when I say something like that, but I honestly feel like. Um, they're going to be a real threat, you know, when it comes to, they're going to be a real threat when it comes to, you know, down to it. And, and I just think, man, like when it's all said and done, I think that, that Tampa Bay might be holding the Lombardi trophy. And as a Falcons fan, I don't know how I feel about it, bro. I just don't know how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? You don't I don't want to see Tommy B win any more than he already does. But to bring a championship to a team that will probably never actually get another one, I mean, is what it is. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that, man. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's interesting to kind of, you know, placate a little bit. It's interesting to kind of think about shit like that. Um, but you know, for all intents and purposes, though, I think that uh, it's really important to kind of uh, keep our eye on the prize a little bit and just be like, you know what? The Falcons can have a good year. They don't got to worry about Tampa Bay. It's not like they got to play Tampa Bay 16 times a year. You know, it's not like you got to play them every fucking game. It's only twice uh, in your division. So I, I think it's I, – I don't know, man. Like, I, it's going to be an interesting year uh, for sure. But uh, speaking of sports in general, man, you wanted to kind of touch a little bit on – you wanted to kind of touch a little bit on the NBA. I'm not as in tune with the NBA as you are. So why don't you uh, you know why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're thinking? Uh, you were telling me a little bit. You might want to go in on a certain Rockets player, my man. Okay, so so the uh, the Rockets won last night in the game, and your hairline and hair game is fucked up. I hope uh, you know. I know somebody in your camp is listening to Word Up or Bird Up on Sunday Sunday morning. You know to hear what's going on in the league. But someone in your camp needs to let you know, get your hair game right, man, and uh, stop shooting 14 threes to make two a game to be happy about it. Yo, you ain't fucking helping nobody. Yo, bro, don't be talking bad on my boy, the beard from Houston, okay? that That's my motherfucking man, okay? Uh, I, I'm a big James Harden guy. Actually, I bought his shoes, most comfortable fucking shoes I've ever worn in my life. Most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. So you know what? He gets a pass with me because I find it hard to find shoes that are completely comfortable. Uh, although my man's signed a deal with Adidas and was out wearing Jordans and shit. So, I mean, kudos to that guy for really just putting his balls on the line and just being like, yo, bro, I don't give a fuck, you know? Uh, but I think it's uh, 
I think it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see how you know the NBA playoffs because last night Houston. I don't remember who they played. Who did Houston play? Fill me in. Okay. They played Oklahoma City. Okay. So they played the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was the highest rated NBA game since 2018. Well, I mean, playoff game since 2018. You know who the Rockets play in the second round? They play the Los Angeles Lakers. You mean to tell me that that's just not going to be, the ratings are going to be through the fucking roof, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and we, we here at Word Up or Bird Up, we talk about a slew of fucking things. You know, we talk about everything. But man, I got to say, I just got to tell you right now, man, the Lakers and the Rockets is a matchup that intrigues me. Do you think that the Rockets can upset the favorite in the Lakers? Absolutely not. The oh. As disappointed as I was in that, uh, the Portland Trailblazers losing to the Lakers in the first round, I do not see the Rockets upsetting in any way. Do I think they might win maybe two games of the series? Yes. Do I think they're going to do anything spectacular? Absolutely not. I think we're going to see James Harden be exposed. We're going to see that Rockets defense be exposed because the way the Lakers won those last two or three games of that uh, uh, Trailblazer series, the Lakers are on one, and uh, James Harden, you are about to look like a fool. Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know. Like, ever since the NBA kind of went into the bubble, I think that uh, it's definitely one of those things where, like, um, I, so I'm not I'm not naturally an NFL or an NBA guy. I just don't, you know, being from Pittsburgh, we don't really have a team or anything. So it's not really something that, uh, by the way, I just took a kicker. I just took a kicker. Uh, I, I took Justin Tucker from Baltimore. Guys, always money. I took Baker Mayfield as my backup quarterback. So you're a motherfucker. He was in my queue. Uh, yeah, I've done that. More, I've done that more than once, apparently. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So um, I've never really been a big NBA guy, but I gotta say, man, there's some stars on the horizon. Guys like that, Luka Dantage. Donk, I don't even think I'm saying that right. From Dallas, uh, he's a star. Also, when did the Denver Nuggets become a good fucking team, bro? Like, when did the Denver Nuggets become, like, this force in the Western Conference, you know? I I feel like I haven't paid enough attention to that team just because they're the Denver fucking Nuggets. Yeah, they're Denver fucking Nuggets, man. Like, who gives a shit about the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, I, I, uh... I didn't, and uh, they, they're making a believer out of the whole world right now because... They could potentially win the fucking Super Bowl, man. Or not the Super Bowl. They could potentially win the NBA title. You know? That would that would be just complete insanity. That's what I'm saying, it's man. Like, it was just like how the fucking Orlando Magic was in it. And I was like, what? The yeah. Orlando Magic? God the team damn. hasn't done shit since they had Dwight Howard, and even then they couldn't get the chip. Oh, God. They couldn't get the chip, man. I, I haven't heard that saying in a long time. Can't get the chip. You know, that's something that uh, they used to say, you know, because I like to call, like, rings, like, I like to call the rings the big platinum. You know, that's something that I always thought was kind of cool. Uh, but... This year in the NBA, man, it just seems like there is it's a collision course between the Lakers and the Bucks, although the Bucks are down 0-2 to the Heat right now. 
You know, the shock of the the shock of the NBA playoffs right now is the Bucks being down 0-2 to the to the Heat. Like I never predicted that the Heat would be that fucking good, man. You know what I'm saying? I never predicted that. But at the same time, I mean, what are they we gonna Jimmy do? Butler. They got Jimmy Butler down in my Well, area. Jimmy Butler's one fucking player, man, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it, it's I don't know, man. Like like it is something to uh it's something to watch for sure. I mean, the Miami Heat might be ha- might be having a resurgence here. I remember when the Miami Heat won the title in I think it was 2006 with Dwayne Wade and Shaq. Uh, they beat the Lakers and it, I I was blown away by that. But yet here we are a couple of years later. I mean, and well, I mean the Heat won the title with LeBron and Chris Bosh and all that, but I don't think that those titles don't really count, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the big three. Come on. You had, like, a fucking super team, you know? And so, like, I don't know, bro. Like, for me, I think it's – I think it's – I like teams – I don't know. Like, I like teams that that come out of nowhere, and it feels like the Miami Heat. It feels like the Denver Nuggets are those kind of teams. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm going to – I'm gonna. You're gonna hear. This is the first uh, description of the battle of the West. Mm. The Lakers versus the Rockets is the battle of the beards and the battle of the fucked up hair pieces. The fucked. Well, who else is a fucked up hair piece? Dude, look at James Harden's hair, dude. Looks like he is fucking. He's a snake charmer. He's got shit growing out of his head. Doesn't he? Doesn't he have cornrows? Nah, dude. It's like. The beginning stages of dreadlocks, but they just look like fucking snakes. They it looks like shit. It looks and like we shit. Have LeBron James fucking he won't commit to being bald, so he just would rather look like shit. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got waves. Yeah. And then you got a drought in the back of your fucking head, dude. Just just shave your head. You got a drought. <laughs> I've never heard someone describe a bald spot as a fucking drought. <laughs> my man's my man's got some hair up front, but in the back, god damn, is it a drought back there? Woo! You got to fucking water them plants. You know what I'm saying? My man has made hundreds of millions of dollars shooting a rock, and you still can't ma- maintain a, a good hairpiece. Let's just shave your head. You'll save money. You won't have to fake jacks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I don't understand. Um, I just don't understand something like that. Uh, but look, as non NBA fan, as a non NBA fan, the only thing I can do is just, you know, take to task people's uh, choices when it comes to the way they wear their hair and stuff. So I think that, uh, you know, that's what I think we're gonna do here. I mean, I throughout the the rest of the NBA playoffs, I think I'm just gonna. Make fun of people's hairline because that's what I can do, right? I got a full head of luscious hair, so I don't really got to worry about it, you know. Dude, I don't, I don't blame you. I'm telling you, watch, watch some of these games and look at some of these players. You're gonna be like, what the fuck is going on here? You, you tell me that you make hundreds of millions of dollars, you can't get a, a proper hair, like a hair plug, like nothing. A, prop, a proper what? hair fucking plug, man. Come on. You're killing me with this here. You know, can we please, can we please, like, think about our choices when it when it comes to going to the barber and things like that. Um, I did see who hit a dagger three the other day to, to win a game. Somebody hit a dagger. You know who that was? 
I think it was Luka Doncic. No, it wasn't. It was uh, somebody. I don't even know who the fuck it was. I don't even know why we're talking about the NBA because I don't even like basketball. But I think that buzzer beaters are fucking cool. I think they're the most one of the most exciting plays in sports for real. Dude, that one from last year, the finals, the Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater. Dude, still to this day, I watch that shit live time. Holy fuck. I was like, I, I damn near lost my voice from screaming because those are the luckiest bounce bounces on that rim the, I've the, ever the, seen. The Kawhi Leonard, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, that I forgot about that one for sure. Like, that, that is a very underrated... That is a very underrated type um, of. That is a very underrated type of, of buzzer beater, um, because dude, like the the crowd, the crowd erupted because that was a game winner. That was game Uh-oh. seven. Game seven. That was game fucking seven, man. And if you have some of your favorite buzzer beaters, make sure you're using that hashtag. Join the flock and let us know. But um, yeah, I mean, so like, it's it's really. It's one of those things where, man, like buzzer beaters, like especially when it like leaves your hand, like you're thinking about it, you're just like, wow, that shot so, felt so fucking good, and you know it's going in, and you know it's going to win the fucking game, man, you know? And like, I just, I don't know, there's got to be no feeling better than that, right? I can't be, I can't be, I can't be wrong in thinking that, right? Um, Not at all. I think buzzer beaters would, like... That's what you live for. You do. You work. You, you play basketball for a living, and the last thing you want to do is already like if you can win by twenty, why not? But to win the finals, game seven, hit a three from the corner, great uh, pass defense on the play. It didn't do a foul. It wasn't a foul or anything, and they just let it. I'm telling you, watching that go up, I was like, oh, man, it hit that rim. It's about to fucking just break. And bounce one, bounce two, bounce three, it goes in. I I, I felt the excitement just from that, and I was just like, what the fuck? And Kawhi Leonard, the reaction he gave us, I think that was the first time we ever seen that guy be human. So uh, that that – Buzzer beaters are so fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, like I think the one that sticks out to me is, uh, um, I think the the one to me that really stuck out was the Damian Lillard one. I think that uh, Damian Lillard hit a three uh, for the Trailblazers, and it was just the crowd erupted, and it was just just unbelievable, man. Like I I can't remember the last time that uh. I can't remember the last time that uh, I saw something like that, but it, I mean, it was very encouraging, very exciting to see something like that. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, most definitely. But I mean, look, the NBA is here, but man, next week starts the NFL, and me and me and our boy Shane are going to talk extensively about, uh, like, extensively about the NFL, and so we don't really have to rehash it here, man, but, I mean, we got to talk about that week one matchup. Kansas City, Houston, Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. I have, I have, um, There's, it's no secret, I have been a big uh, Deshaun Watson, I've been a big, big Deshaun Watson uh, detractor. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson? 
Um, I think those first couple seasons he showed us something like a mobile quarterback. It's dope. And then he hasn't done shit since. So I, I'm not sold on him in any way. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he hasn't really won a big-time game. Like, that's that's my biggest gripe with Deshaun Watson, you know, is, like, he's never won that big game. He's never, like, kind of taken it and just been like, you know, hey, I'm going to – like, Patrick Mahomes took over the playoffs last year. They were down, like, in that playoff game against Houston. They're down 21 to nothing, 24 to nothing. You know, so I just – I don't know. I think it's – I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see how things play out, but at the same time, I'm cautiously optimistic that this might be Deshaun Watson's breakout year. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't be crazy in thinking that, right? Well, I don't, I don't think you're crazy in thinking that, but I also think that uh, Kansas City coming on, coming in off the Super Bowl, they're going to drop. I'm going to say it here. They're putting up 36-plus points. Okay. On Real quick, um, I think everybody should know this uh, on the word in, in the flock. I think everybody in the flock should know this, and I'm, I'm just really going to – I would like to read to you Jordan Deuce's fantasy team right now. I think that everybody deserves to hear this. Drew Brees, which you took in the second round, by the way, Kareem Hunt – Derek Singletary, dude, you're gonna go 0 and 12, bro. Derek Singletary, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, the washed-up receiver in New England, Julian Edelman, Travis Sing- Kelsey is gonna be your saving grace at tight end. Jared Cook is your flex player. Another tight end is your flex. I understand you haven't had a chance to switch it yet. You have three goddamn quarterbacks already. This is why I limited it to four. You got three of fucking already, man. That's why I limited it. Because you fucking take all of them. You take every single quarterback. You motherfuckers will be banging down, banging on the door, and I'll take your fucking players. Get the so fuck out of here, man. You have, on your bench, you have Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Curtis Samuel, and Christian Kirk. I mean, this team's fucking sad, bro. Sad. You'll be when when you see me in the finals. Just remember, we had this look in the archives for yourself to see that your boy's on top. You know, look, I think that. Uh, how do I put this? So, I think that um, it's very premature to say that somebody is doomed at fantasy football because I think anything can happen. I'm I'm a very big uh, proponent of that. I think anything can happen. Uh, with that being said, you're dead, dude. And uh, I don't like the thing. The thing about it is, like, I don't like to say that, like, again, premature, because I think anything can happen during a fantasy football season. I can confidently say that you're dead, my man. I mean, come on now. Derek Singletary, Julian Edelman, Jared Cook. Those are the only three I need to say for people to just be like, who the fuck? Is this guy drafting? And and Shane said it best in the group chat here. You know? This team seems half thought out right now, my man. What are your thoughts going into the football season? Are you excited about this draft that you have just had? Oh, I am excited. <clears throat> and I'm also more excited to crush Rob. Razor Rob of this league. He's been 
uh, you know, talking shit on the lamb. And uh, I'm finna bust that ass proper. And then I have you coming in week two to bust his ass back to back. So he's already going to be hurt. Then I got the rest of the league. If I don't even play you, I'm still going to talk my shit. If I'm going to lose, I'm still going to talk my shit. But I am moving calculated. I am. I am. I'm a calculated. You are a calculated risk, my man. And right now you're a fucking liability, brother. That's all I got to say. You're a liability not only to yourself, but to most of the other people uh, in the league right now. I, I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. And right, I'm just going to need some time to think about it. So all I got to say is right now we are in round. For those following along in your office pools, we are currently in round 14 of 16. And I feel pretty strongly about my team. I can't say the same about Jordan Duke's team. It is kind of weak right now. But you know what? It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish, isn't it, Jay? Well, I mean, look at our league from last year. I think I started uh, I started off like 0-6, and I still made it to the semifinals with a busted-ass team, and I traded half my players away in the, in the middle of the season, and I still made the semifinals. So, I mean, you guys, you guys can count me out now, but I, I'm telling you, I got something always in the works. I always got something brewing, you know. That's that's kind of like how you say, you know. Not only do we make fun of people's hairlines here at Word Up or Bird Up, uh, we also uh, make fun of a slew of other things. But there's one more topic I wanted to get to before we get the fuck out of here, bro. And and we start talking about you know music we've been listening to and, and shit. There's one more thing I want to talk about, and it's it, it's pretty interesting to me. Um, on this week's episode of the Heel Turn Collective Podcast, if you haven't uh, listened to it, please go do. Um, me and Shane really kind of went in on uh, a lot of things going on in the world right now. Me and Dukes have been pretty outspoken about everything that we feel like is going on in the world right now, um, how things need to change and, and the like. But I got to say, man, you brought up an interesting point to me. Uh, at the end of that episode, I had I had actually mentioned that I was – I actually apologized for – uh, I apologized for um, uh, making the episode so depressing. And you actually brought it to my attention and you said that uh, you shouldn't say things like that because it makes it seem like um, things – it makes things seem depressing that aren't really depressing. And it really put in things in perspective for me. Um, not necessarily that uh, – I don't know. Like it just made me think a lot about, you know – where where we are as a society and things like that. So why don't you elaborate a little bit on that uh, for me as we kind of you know get into things that are a little uncomfortable sometimes and things like that. Why don't you kind of talk about what you meant as a person of color yourself? Why don't you uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit and, and so we can hash out some of these differences we might have on it. Um. So when I was listening, you had said like you you apologized. For uh, the episode being uh, like depressing, but in my head, I'm like, you talked about racism. <clears throat> Excuse me. You guys talked about racism, uh, you and Shane, on uh, the Hill Turn podcast. Um, you guys had talked about the death of Riley from Power Trip, and um, it, you know, excuse me for not knowing the actor that played uh, Chadwick Black Boseman. Walter. Chadwick Boseman. Um. But you guys had spoke on those things, and uh, even as 
uh, we have talked about all these things, the deaths of people, um, the police brutality, the racism within uh, the United States slash the world. And uh, I think to, to classify it as depressing is like, does it suck? Yes, but I wouldn't say depressing in a, in a sense because we need to have these uncomfortable conversations because if we don't, who will? Yeah, and, and you're right. And, you know, some things make people uncomfortable because it's not what they're used to. It's not It's not something that it's, it kind of rubs them the wrong way because, you know, for all these years, it's always been kind of the same way. It's always been... You know, well, this is how we do things, and and I don't question it, and things like that, and this is just the American way, quote unquote. And it, it, I think it's up to us as people. You know, in, in me as a as a white man, and you as a POC, you know, I think it's we might have different outlooks on how things kind of work like that. But I think at the same time, though, we're we're fighting the same fight. You know, and I feel like a lot of people when they when they talk about shit like this, and, and they kind of you know get into it. They start thinking about things like, okay, well, where's my life going? You know, like, uh, how how has my experience been different th- than what yours has? And have I experienced racism in my life? No. And I would be lying to say that I did. You know, so I think it's, I think it's important though to keep it in perspective. Though, as a white man, I feel like that it's important for me because I have to tell people how I feel because. If I, I can't just stand silent as people are being just murdered senselessly and things like that. I can't just stand silent, you know? So I, I think, and, and you're right, maybe depressing wasn't the right choice of words, and maybe I could have worded it a little bit differently, but unfortunately, I live in a reality where that shit is depressing. And I live in a reality, well, it may not be depressing to me and you, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm not intentionally trying to diminish it and things like that. But um, I think it is very interesting how just a simple word can really be um, distinguished between two people. So, um, for, for I mean, for that, dude, like, it's one of those things where, um, again, I don't know what it's like to go through the things that you've went through as a black man, but I do know that, that now it's it's my duty to make sure that I'm standing up for people just like you because we have to be unified and as much as people are calling for unity, we don't normally have it. I mean, do I think, am I speaking out of turn with that? Oh, not at all. Not at all. We, we call, you know, the, the same people that say like, well, we, there is no race. And if there is one, there's only one and it's this human race. And Jesus I'm like, Christ. well, uh, your argument is invalid when, you say that because you're still going to call me the N-word in traffic. You're yeah. still going to call me the N-word the first time I do you wrong. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's just you can't say that it's the human race, but the first thing you go to is as an insult is my skin color. So don't don't tell me that there's a human – like there's only one race and it's a human race because your logic is busted at best. Well, what's interesting to me is uh... – most people will talk about how, like, um, most people will talk about, like, uh, they'll say things like, and it's it, it's kind of an interesting dynamic, but they'll say things like, uh, well, I mean, not black lives matter, all lives matter, right? Except 
when you're talking about, you know, immigrants who are trying to come to this country and trying to start a new life for themselves, all know we have to keep all those illegal immigrants out of this fucking country. Not all lives matter to you then. That 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 conversation is invalid once you say shit like that. Once you say, "All right, well, you're not you're not going to be allowed in this country, you know? Why can't people come here and and, and want the same benefits that we all, you know, get from being American, you know? Like I just don't I've never understood that why people have I get why people have pride in their country and things like that, but like to to just be like, "Yo, bro, you're not allowed in here." Like I've never understood that mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's a <clears throat> good old boy mentality. Excuse me, God dang. Clear your <clears throat> fucking throat, bro. Jesus Christ. Dude, I'm gonna I'm about to rip it the fuck out. That's oh for sure. Oh my god. Get the oh. fuck out of here with this. We're trying to fucking do a show here and you're fucking clearing your throat every goddamn minute. Clean it up, bro. Get some mucinex. Clean it the fuck up. Listen here, you son of a bitch. We're almost at the end of the motherfucker anyway. So I think uh the the flock is not gonna be a little upset that I'm uh ha. I don't think they're Jesus too Christ. Uh, worried about it. Look, with COVID um, going on right now, man, you got you this motherfucker here coughing in your ear and shit. I apologize. I apologize to every member of the flock. Anyway, continue. Um, but I think that if you're gonna come to this country and you want what the American uh, uh, citizen has. All I say is, you know, just pay the pay taxes like everybody else. Other than that, I don't give a fuck what you do here. Yeah, I mean, just that's... contribute just like we have to, and that's it. I don't yeah. care if you have uh, you come to this country and you have a better fucking job than me. You come to this country and you can provide for your family. That's great. You came to this country to do said things. So who am I to say you're taking our jobs? You're you're stealing from this land. Listen, this entire land before we were here or even thought of was stolen, murdered, pillaged, and then it's ours. Well, don't tell so, anybody that. Don't don't let anybody know that, any of the red-blooded Americans that might be listening. Uh, don't let any of them know that because, God damn it, this is their country and they're ready to defend it. I love how people are ready to just murder people on the drop of a hat, by the way. I think that's glossed over a lot. I think that is something that, like... Uh, I think that that's um, something that, that a lot of people don't, like, get. Like, I mean, you got this fucking asshole in Kenosha, you know? You got this dude just walks up and just... And I get it. I told Shane this on Tuesday. You're getting attacked, man. Like, the fr your first reaction is, boy, I got a gun in my hand. You know, what am I going to do? I, I Let me uh, let me just kill these motherfuckers. But, but at the end of the day, man, like... You can't... First of all, this kid shouldn't have been there. He's only 17 fucking years old, okay? Shouldn't have fucking been there in the first place because that's a felony. Almost positive that's a felony. I mean, I don't know the law. Again, why well, I'm not a cop. But, like, I don't know the fucking law, but, like, I would say that that's probably a felony, right? To uh, cross state lines with a weapon as a 17-year-old. I believe anyone crossing state lines 
with a uh, semi-automatic weapon is illegal. So yeah, uh, not only seventeen, man. You're not even old enough. You're not even fucking adult yet, yeah, man. Your fucking mom drove you to that. Yes, that right she did. there should have been like, all right, I could wait till I can drive to do this. Yes, she did. She fucking drove him there, man. He's an accomplice to the entire situation, and the fact that she hasn't been arrested just shows it doesn't matter. What the fuck you do, but uh, um, you know what? I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna fucking we're gonna get canceled. I'm not gonna say. It. Well, Never look, mind. I mean, we're already fucking, we're already halfway there anyway. But 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 you're right, man. Like, first of all, your fucking mom is, uh, you know, driving you there, which is scary enough because, like, as a parent, I couldn't even fucking imagine that, bro. I couldn't even got, I couldn't even have have, have imagined that. Um, I think that, um, I don't know, man. And I don't want to, I don't want to rehash old things again. I don't want to keep going over and over and over this, you know, and, 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 but, but goddamn son, like, I just think that this is something that gets glossed over too much, especially in a place like Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is relatively unknown, you know? Uh, but I think, and I also said this on the show, and, and we talked a little bit about it, you know, because me, my, my most important thing is being as as aware as I can, you know. So we talked about it too. I don't think the NBA players, the NBA players, for those who don't know, uh, the NBA players protested what had went on in Kenosha, but I feel like they they only boycotted one game, and I feel like to me that that didn't feel like enough. That didn't feel like what you needed to do to kind of put yourself over the I mean how did you feel about the whole NBA boycott um I thought it was a step in the right direction but I don't think it was enough to actually be taken seriously um I think it was it was a good gesture um it, it kind of shed light in their eyes like hey look we're not going to stand for this and guess what how are we supposed to focus on basketball if you can you know, go and kill people, and basically the police are like, hey, good job. So we're not going to play basketball for that. So I get that, but if you're trying to make a fucking statement, sit the rest of the playoffs out. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I do. You you want these motherfucking owners and commissioners to be like, wow, we are, like, unified. We are unity. Take the rest of the playoffs off. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. Shut it all the way down. Yeah, and then you'll see that when all these people are like, all those millionaire crybabies—they're doing blah blah blah. They have no idea, and it's like, but when they make a, they take a stand for something like this, they're a millionaire crybaby. Like they've never faced a hardship or they never faced racism. And I'm telling you what, right now, it doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter you know what you do as a job but i guarantee you you will face racism doesn't matter your fucking financial you know becomings <laughs> if you're a different skin color you're gonna you're gonna face racism regardless yeah so like right. the fact that people are so quick to say all oh, these millionaire crybabies what do they what do they know it's like you know most of these motherfuckers were not always like millionaires not all these motherfuckers were born with millions of dollars in their pocket. And guess what? They didn't just become black because they earned money. 
I'm telling you, they've been black the whole time. They've been a different race the whole time. Yeah, that's what I'm... I think that... Uh, I don't know. So, that's something else. That brings up another conversation that I think is important to have um, most of the time. Is I don't think racism just necessarily... Uh, I don't think racism just necessarily goes, you know, white on black. I think black-on-white racism is very real, too. But I also feel like it's justified in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, I see. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, and a lot, like, it, it, it sucks. It, it definitely sucks. Racism in any form sucks. I've faced the black-on-black. Or, well, yeah. I have had black people treat me like shit because I'm light-skinned. And I have white people treat me like shit because I'm quote-unquote dark-skinned. Motherfucker, I'm paper bag brown at best. So, like, there's nothing to be jealous or mad or upset about. That's all. But I've faced it from both sides. Yeah. I've seen it from both sides. And it sucks no matter how you do it. And I'm just like, you motherfuckers will call me out of my name. doesn't matter which side. Just so you can feel like, oh, I showed him. Nah, man, you look like an asshole at the end of the day. You didn't show me anything, but, like, you're an asshole. Yeah, and that's, you know, and and just for example, like, if I would walk into, you know, just, you know, if I would walk into, like, Harlem, I don't think that I would be, you know, necessarily welcome there. I mean, uh, but but also, but, uh, you know, at the same time, though, I feel like there's a lot of respectful people that don't get a lot of respect because they automatically assume because there's people in higher uh higher ranks than I am that, that just call they automatically, I love whenever people just attach the word thug to a black person, like automatically. I love that more than anything in the world. Cause I'm like, bro, you are now, you are now like, there's a whole group of people that you are just like, fuck you guys. You are just, you're trash. And it's like, that's not what I'm all about, man. You know? So I think that it's just, I don't know, bro. Like, like being a white dude, like I, and and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like even my old man, who you know, who's always been naturally you know more partial to the whites. You know, I he's even thinking a lot of this shit is over the top. You know, and when Cowboy Bob says it's over the top, it's pretty over the fucking top. Yeah, you say it that? takes a lot for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's just I don't know. Like I think that um, it's going to be an interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting, um, how do I say this? It's going to be an interesting uh, election coming up. It's going to be pretty much interesting everything. So I think that uh, at the end of the day, though, I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic sometimes. Uh, not all the time, but I'm pretty optimistic sometimes about uh, the way that we can attack these issues together and that hopefully we can come to some kind of, uh, you know, just just uh, like an agreement or something, or not even an agreement, but just stand hand in hand once and for all. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It would be so, nice. It would be yeah. nice when we finally get there. Will it ever fully happen? I don't think so. But for us to just be unified in uh, a sense would be great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just – Give me a sense of it, you know, and then we can let's move on from there. But uh, so here's the hoping, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that 
I don't know. So I think that it is, uh, it's going to be interesting with everything that's coming up. So, uh, at the end of the day, um, we can only hope that here at Word Up or Bird Up and everywhere else that we can just, uh, kind of just take it from there. So with that being said, my man, let's just get into what we've been spinning and get the hell out of here. What have you been spinning this week, my brother? I've talked about both of these uh, groups, I feel like, at nauseum, but here we are again. Um, group number one, Lamb of God. Oh, shit. I, okay. I can't get enough of this fucking band. I cannot. I go back, I throw on Ashes of the Wake, and I am in uh, ninth grade all over again, and it's just fucking those riffs. Every, every Just a the the beginning of that album excuse me is insane it's so good as soon as you hear that guitar rip up i'm just like motherfucker it, it sounds like the first time i heard it jesus every Christ. time i listen to it oh yeah well, uh the second group is you know the Wu-Tang Clan. Jesus Christ i i, I stay listening to the Wu-Tang i stay listening to them um, I, I've come down to my, my two favorite members of the Wu-Tang Clan, um, their individual album or their individual work is great as well. Um, Ghostface Killer and Raekwon the Chef. <laughs> those two, those two, uh, you know what? I'm going to go in number three, Inspect the Deck, um, Unknown Those... member of the Wu-Tang Clan. What was that? An unknown member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, Inspector Deck. Um, I think those three are just so unique in themselves. Out of the, you know, the the nine fucking members, um, I think that the Wu-Tang Clan is just st- stupid, stupidly, like, I know everyone knows the logo. Everyone knows a few, like, the hit songs. But I'm telling you, like, this this group does it for me every time I listen to it. So, uh, what do you been listening to, Lance? I, I don't know. So, I think that there is uh, there is a lot of of shit going on in the in the music world right now. And uh, for me, I mean, look, I'm gonna say the same classic favorites every time. Metallica, Killswitch Engage, those are really what I've been jamming. But lately, man, I've been on an emo kick lately. <laughs> Like, believe it or not, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, but a band like Movements. Now, I'm, I'm naturally sad. I'm naturally depressed because, you know, there's not much to be happy about in the world, uh, especially with, like, what I got going on in my life. I'm not normally a, a, a real positive guy. So uh, I think that um, a band like Movements really hits it for me. You know, they're old school. They're like, they're almost like, uh, you know, if you would be listening to Taking Back Sunday today, you know, it's it's kind of a throwback, but at the same time, it's modern. I'm a big fan of what they got going on. They're sad. Their songs are super sad. Um, I would suggest checking out Deadly Dole and uh, also Daylily, which I think are two fa- fantastic fucking songs, man. I saw them live with the story so far. Um, it was the story so far, movements, um, Citizen and Turnover, and that that show fucking ruled. Uh, I cried my eyes out the whole time. Uh, so I think it's super fucking sick. Also, 
I've been really getting into the Marshall Mathers LP once again. Uh, for those who don't know, the Eminem is my favorite rapper of all time. Um, he is somebody that I have uh, I've kind of related to because I haven't. So you growing up as a black man and me growing up as a white man, obviously I'm going to relate more to Eminem because, you know, but at the same time I'm a big fan of, of all hip-hop. I'm a big fan of you know, the classics, you know, Biggie and things like that, but I also get into some other stuff. But um, Eminem's just been doing it for me lately. I don't know why. Uh, he was so pissed on that record. I feel like he was so pissed that, like, even when I listen to it now, I feel like it is one of those things where um, it, it never gets old for me. Are you a big fan of Eminem? Um, are you a big fan of Eminem? I am, but, but I'm a fan of on drugs, Eminem. <laughs> you know, I am, <laughs> I am, I'm, I don't think you're wrong there. And I hate to say it. I don't think that you're wrong there. Um, I feel like on drugs, Eminem is probably my favorite Eminem. If we're being, if we're being completely 100 uh, because, look, I think that his first three records, the Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers LP, and the Eminem Show, are three of the greatest rap albums ever created. And people disagree with me all that all the time on that and, and shit, but uh, I think that it's uh, it's profound. He's, he's overrated and underrated at the same time. I think he's kind of underrated in the rap scene a little bit, but he's overrated, obviously, because, you know, he's probably one of the biggest rappers of all time and things like that. But I also think that that sometimes he goes a little under the radar um, when it comes to the best to ever do it. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't really give him his just due. Do you think that he's at least in the top five best MCs you've ever heard do it? Um. Yes. Um. Now, to your comment about him being like underrated as a rapper in the <clears throat> in the rap scene, what it is is. He's rapping crazy shit. He's rapping like so good. His wordplay is stupid. His delivery is flawless. But in the rap scene, he's rapping about shit that these the people that aren't like in the rap the people that are, are in the rap scene, they're not facing it. So like him wanting to like kill his mother and his fucking baby mama and like do all this wild shit. Like, a lot of people in the rap scene are like, I mean, he's spitting, but, like, I don't feel like I'm going to kill my mom. So, yeah. like, I get where he's underappreciated in that way, but I, I you know, I'm not going to say I want to fuck kill my mom, but I get, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. And I don't, I don't, like, let that be any, like, I still fucking, Eminem is one of the best, one of the best MCs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong really with whoever you pick because I think there's just so many legends. Um, there's so many legends in the hip hop scene, and I think Eminem kind of falls in place with that. So, uh, with that being said, you know that kind of brings us to the end of what we do here. Sorry for the, we had kind of a truncated show today, but we feel like we kind of want to bring you into what we're doing in our lives. So, uh, this fantasy football draft was really. Just in the middle of what we were doing, but you know what? Uh, we still do it every single week for you, the members of the flock, 
the loyal members that come and listen every single week. So we hope that you do. You continue to listen to us every Sunday. Um, we all we are all part of the Heel Turn Collective Podcast Network, and we are now proudly sponsored by the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Make sure you're going to wholefastcoffeeco.com. Use that promo code HEELTURN20 and get 20% off of your cart today. Uh, make sure you're giving us a like on Facebook, the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. We got three shows that we do every single week, every Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. Uh, make sure that you're just giving us a like and using that hashtag, join the flock on Twitter and everywhere else. Let us know that you're listening to the show. Let us know what you like and what you don't like because we really thrive on what people think. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Collective Heel. Jordan, you are? At Butt Naked with my chopper on. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great name, by the way. But... Next week we're gonna we're gonna start a whole bunch of cool shit. Next week we got the power rankings. Next week we're gonna do the first one. Very excited about that. Uh, obviously we're gonna talk some NFL action. I, I would assume uh, just a whole slew of other things. We're probably gonna do a preview of the Chiefs Texan game that will be taking place during the show. So um, I, I mean I got nothing else to say, Jordan. Do you have anything else to play us out, my man? I uh, absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Absolutely nothing. Man, I man a few words. So Besides, yeah. yeah, so I am Lance. He is Jordan. Until next week, it's word up or bird up, my friends. We'll see you then. 